Ladies and future boys, welcome hey, to no, another white and wild episode of the School for Way with Nerds, the nerd fandom podcast that's kind of like a capsicum that's been in the fridge for a bit too long. My name is Kaistine, and I'm joined by Toby DePola, who is being a little bit of a brat this episode. So today we're going to take a trip down to the local public pool and watch a game of Kaiju, spelled with eight, that is eight exclamation points. But I hear our innocent pure listeners ask me out on the streets, what is this card joke? would you like to do the intro or you want me to keep going? Yeah, you can explain what card joke is. Okay. At the start of the 21st century, in addition to horse, bike, boat and auto racing, a new form of legalised gambling has been born. Kaijo. Players can meet to be the last girl standing atop a land. For you playing at home, that's a floating device on the surface of water. Their butts and their breasts come together in violent clashes to rule the land. Kamari Nashi Nogazumi. Oh my god. Try, you try. Who will rule the land? Um, Kamanashi Nozumi. Ha! Yeah, there you can't do it either! I've been reading a lot of Japanese names today. Well, just know you know she's age 18 and she's pretty damn good. She is just another girl about to step into the world of Kaiju in search of riches and glory. But just so you know, some of them are just in it for the boys and for the touching of the titties. Yeah. But her, her passionate journey has just begun in, in the Kaiju. That um, exclamation is the explanation narrated in the series that we are covering today with some added in stuff there. Look! I added just a little bit of flavor flavor okay. to our recording, because guess what? I can. But before we go any further, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And I'm sorry if I spoke kind of fast. <laughs> um, message us on Facebook with topics you want us to explore. Um, now then, let's get into the show or the uh, sport. Um, to explain a bit better than the narrator that was aided by visuals, mm-hmm. Kaijo, or Hip Whip Girl is a sport that combines the horrors of water park obstacle courses and the horrors of roller derby. Uh, the show puts several women on a big floaty thing in the middle of a swimming pool. That's and, the land. And once a shit-quality bell rings, the girls attempt to pound each other either to the ground or into the water without using fists or feet. Seems like a soft sport unless you've been to a roller derby game. Um, that makes the concept seem a little more, like, threatening. Well, considering the three uh, roller derby games that we've been to have all ended up in someone with a green whistle going in an ambulance. Yeah. In, in case you don't know what a green whistle is, that's the hard drugs for when you really hurt yourself. And when the bone is outside. Yeah. Mm. Which, yeah, that adds an element of, like, oh my, to the whole idea of this show. Just a little bit. Yeah. It... it, it it's, it blurs the line between a Playboy Mansion pillow fight and, like, a full-on contact sport. It makes me glad I'm not athletic. Okay. Um, we follow the, the career of a young woman named Nozomi, whose age varies depending on the age of consent in the country that's translating it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, on our uh, Madman version, which is the Australian, you know printing place. It's 18 on the back of the box. But if you look at my uh, 
my shitty bootleg from before it came out here. It's 17. And I believe somewhere else it was something else. Yeah, it's... Look, no one really knows her true age, so Apparently. we just go on and say she's, she's 18. Um, and she has quit competitive gymnastics due to the shitty pay rate and the severe risk of injuries. Um, she, Which I find kind of funny. Like, I'm going to go from this non-contact sport to a heavy contact sport. I guess you're landing on inflatables or a swimming pool, so it's not like that one scene in the Final Destination movies where she falls on a funny angle and folds like paper. Hmm. That movie might have been why she quit. I don't know, but, like, what would I rather? Break my ankle or rip a titty off? Yeah... This book gets pretty harsh as the show progresses, I'll give you that. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want a flying butt cannon in my face. Yeah. So I'm not she, down for that. She decides to attend Satoshi Training School uh, with, you know, yeah, this is the sport for her. She wants the money of a Playboy bunny and, you know, the softness of a water landing. Mm. I don't know a rich gymnast. There's, there's many out there. I'm sure, but... I don't think you follow gymnastics, really, you know. I don't, but, like, you... You know famous sport people. If you're into that. I know who Serena Williams is. There's no gymnastic equivalent. No, but, um... Australia's very big into the tennis thing. We're not big into gymnastics. Um, Nozomi is played by Lynn in the subs, and Amberly Connors in the dubs. She is like Goku or Ash Ketchum or the stretchy fella from One Piece, being a charmingly stupid person that turned up to a parody level. You've seen enough Pokemon to get that stereotype, haven't you, Kai? Yeah. Um, and that's how I prefer my, um, prefer to watch anime, is when it's to a parody level of itself. Hmm. You know, turn it up to an 11. Um, with her, and she has a special attack called the Vacuum Butt Cannon. Mm. Um, yep, she's going scary. She's going to the school with her friend Miata, who also quit a real sport um, she's, she's gifted at she was uh, bred and trained for judo but uh, to her dad's massive disappointment has left the, that and gone into into uh, Kaiju instead yeah, her dad wasn't very happy with her in the beginning yep He's mad that she's uh, doing the kind of bum fights that don't happen over a um, under a highway overpass. Mm. Um, she's voiced by a mysterious character called Mao in the subs, and Felicia Angeli in the dubs. Um, I like her in the show. She's that smart, serious trope character um, with the added ability of wedgie-based acceleration. Um, she joins Nozomi and the other girls at the school. Um, those are your main sort of two. Your Batman and Robin, your Mac and Cheese. Um, Kyle, what are some of the other characters? Um, we kind of, we follow like the big, great characters. And I mean, so... Yeah, it's like the underdog characters. Yeah. Follow. Um, I like... You might need to help me with her name. I'm not very good at remembering them. The little pink head girl that is completely crazy. Um, Kawaii. Yeah. I like her. Because she is a pink-headed girl that is completely crazy. She's, like, cute and bobbly 
and you know just hanging out and then she gets hit and all of a sudden she gets this like jigglypuff type rage and she just wants to take people out and you can tell because she gets this like shadow over her face and then it's just these weird little eyeballs poking out of her fringe and you're like oh you done fucked up now boy Yep, she's uh, Christian McGuire in English and Raina Maida in the Japanese version. Yeah. She's she's probably one of my favourite. Um, and I like... Will you ask me which ones I like? Yeah, do you That's just favorites? additional characters. I also like... Um, the one that if she, if she touches you, she knows your powers. Which is Aiba. And she's voiced by Kare Hondo in the Japanese and Alexis Tipson in the English. She's kind of very shy and has a kind of. I don't know what her word is. Prehensile means like to grab and stuff, kind of like a monkey tail. She's got a very sentient ponytail for some reason. Why do you even have sentient? Got all fancy little words up in here. I know what prehensile is. Go on. Okay, her power set is a strange one. She she's got you know fancy hair. She, she her right hand can read minds and and butts. Yeah, she she can sort of copy the moves of other players by touching a bot. Yeah, and originally she's just like giving the girls massages. Um, in order to like trick them into she, yeah, she's secretly getting learning the entire school's moveset. Yeah, but and like you think that that would get her in trouble with them, but when they learn like she can do it and she can use it, they're all lining up and they're like, "Quick, touch me!" She's like, "Oh, oh god, oh god, this got really far fast. Oh no, I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah, and it's kind of funny. Um. Another one of the players in the gang is Non. I think she's our favourite out of the out of the bunch. Yeah. Um, she's voiced by Saru Onashi mm-hmm. in the subs and Sarah Waldenhoff in the dubs. Um, in the manga, she's kind of the clumsy girl. No, those are her literal like names. Oh, is it? You know, like your thunder from down under, your Italian stallions and such. Oh. She's clumsy girl, she is, she the is rubber clumsy. woman, and I love, I love this one, the dark horse. I, I, she is kind of clumsy though. Oh fuck yeah, she is. You can see why I'd be. Um, she's very sweet and and she's you know, very cheerful and bubbly, but she's she's just not great. She's squishy. She is squishy, but she's just... She's not good at life. No. No, she she struggles. And what's her, like... What's her sort of powers in the in the battles? She she just absorbs them. She, yeah, she's just kind of like a big trampoline. She goes... That's the emotion. Oh, okay. Yeah, she can just, like... She can get hit a couple of times... But she's so squishy that it doesn't really make any difference. Kind of she's just off. like, okay. Um, yeah, there are many, many characters in this series. Given the manga had well over 150 issues, and the anime had 12 episodes, 
there's a huge roster of characters to try and squeeze in. Mm. Um, I think the show suffers a little bit in that sense, like with story arcs briskly running by and no one having much backstory. Um, Kai, did you know? Did you even know that Nozomi quit gymnastics for the sport? Um, I think they mention it like a couple of times, but they make a bigger deal out of. Um... Miata's the only one who gets like a working backstory. Like with the judo and her dad yeah. and whatever. Yeah, that's Everyone what I was else's stuff say. gets kind of thrown away. Um, did you know that Miata and Nozomi were like fierce rivals before attending the school together? No, not really. Mm. Or that they were men characters at all? Um, they're, they're not allowed to like the men. I learned that in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, they, they mentioned Kajo engineers, the dudes who like build this, you know, all the sets and stuff. Yeah. They're like a part of the books but they, they're never shown um, they don't even show like the um announcers of the fights but they're probably some of the best parts <laughs> like they all take it like very seriously but they're talking about butts <laughs> it's, it's weird did you see her she just got her nipples out that's, <laughs> that's, but that's the kind of thing they say and there's no like it's never per- pervious people cheering for like a sport it's weird and and we see this character has uh, done a boob flash of her own, where she's thrown her uh, bikini top into the sky, blocking out the sunlight. What an impressive move. Yeah. No, no comment to the fact that she's just been jumping around this giant castle with no top on. Yeah. It's respectful. Um, yeah, most of the male... It actually is very respectful. Like, I know... For what it is. When, when you, like, sitting there listening to it... It's not what you think. It's actually very, like, empowering almost. Because, like, in a lot of Western society and a lot of, like, media and that, um, it's made out that, like, the feminine wilds, if you will, so, like, boobs and butts, are this, like, cheap card and they don't have a lot of, you know, real purpose behind them or anything like that. Whereas in this show, it's the complete opposite. It's like, oh, you wouldn't want to go up against a girl because she could literally knock you out with a boob. And not even two boobs, just one boob. One boob is enough to knock a person completely unconscious. And, like, I don't know. I think it gives you the same as, like, roller derby or um, female football or anything like that, like... They prove the fact that, yeah, women aren't strong in the same way that men are, but the way that they are strong is completely, like, out of the park. And I think that's very empowering and, you know, it gives you that feeling of, hey, it's not so bad to be a woman. I can do stuff. And it's not just, like unbuttoning the top couple of buttons of your shirt in order to get out of a parking ticket. It's like it's they're as good at self-defense with what they have as you know a whole guy with one punch. Yeah. Um, yeah so like we said almost all the men are completely cut from the show. Yeah. Uh, most of which are confined into one phone call scene and aren't actually shown in the cartoon at all. Not even animated. Um, yeah. Shout-outs to uh, Taichi Omotensi, um, who rocked leopard print pants in the first issue. So he's fucking great. 
is sort of a love interest to uh, Nozomi that's just completely ignored in the show. But I kind of like that too, because it's not like it's not about guys and it's not about like love interests or like it's very much camaraderie and mateship between girlfriends. Yes. And I don't think like in a lot of films that are female centric, like there's always so much like Forced there's all there's stuff. always a cat- That's in every movie, really. No, but like in in like girl team films there's always like a catty like the girls can never all get along and there's rivals in kaijo but like in the final episode you know they kind of they could have taken a really easy way out and she's like no you're on the opposite team no matter which one of us wins i'm gonna make sure that you're okay and that, you know, you aren't, nothing that happens on the field affects us outside of the field. And that's not something that I think is really, like, commonly done. Yeah. It's, it's very, like, these girls are able to go out there and completely, like, destroy one another. And then step out of the pool, if you will. And be like best friends. Um. So, would you say Kajo is a good time? Yeah. Um, I liked the show. Um, uh, I know you liked it as well. I did. Um, a couple of years ago, I saw a clip on Facebook of the show where you know girls throw ass at each other, and I thought that's pretty weird and funny. And eventually, I found it on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Um, and much like uh, a Keeper's Trip or Penny Stocking and Blood Drive, to name a Western show. Um, I jumped into a dumb weird premise and just got super caught up in, in the characters and the story and everything. Mm. And to get annoyingly specific, I finished season one and they shit can the series. Every fucking time, Kaka. Yeah. How often does this happen to me? Actually, so, alright, I was going through like a list of shows that got like really limited seasons. Oh. There is a lot of very good shows that mm. only got a season or like half a season. Meanwhile, Big off. Bang Theory's done like ten goddamn seasons. Well, that's okay. Big Bang Theory, I can. It's a very popular show. The one that confuses me that just got signed for another two seasons, Grey's Anatomy. The show's been going like longer than I've been going as a human. But being. I don't think any of the original cast is still on that show. They're I not, think they've all gone. They're not, but apparently they. Do a lot of in-depth stuff like they'll still like a like a weird offhanded reference from like like ten years ago will come up in a full episode now. It's weird. It's weird that it's still going. And it goes on for two more seasons. I need to hang on. I'm gonna Google how many seasons. You you take over. I'm googling how many seasons it's got. All right. So I loved the art style on this show. It's pretty good. Yep. Sure. Sure. I, I still think most anime is very samey and very plain for it. But this one has this little. It has a flourish of, like, thickening up line work and putting some real time and effort into the animation. Um, it sort of gives it an archery vibe. Does that make sense? Yeah, like kind the, of. The way a line doesn't stay one thickness the whole time. It can... It's not off-model, but it can play around a lot. Yeah. It's good. And it does water really good. 
Mm. Like all, the, all the water's completely computer generated against all the animation. Yeah, but it's like shows usually struggle with water. Especially 3D water. That's, that's usually where you have a really big, like. It can be a hard oh. thing to animate. Yeah. Um, just just to call back to our previous sentence. Mm-hmm. It started in 2005. There are 15 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. 15 episodes? F- 15 <laughs> seasons. Okay. Then. To date. Alright, that makes sense. 342 episodes. To date. Mm. 2005. I was still in high school. The first time. It sucks that I have to make that reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, the show's also funny. It is. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's an overly pervy sport, and that's fucking very obvious. But the girls are so sweet and polite to each other, like you said. Uh, like the ridiculousness of the whole thing is so bizarre to watch. Mm. Um, like there's a character in it called uh, Fujisaki Katone, and she literally has a roaring pur- purple ghost wolf in her ass. And no, and no one like no one talks about it. No one's like, "Whoa, that's weird." They're like, "Oh, what a what a worthy opponent." Hang on a second. There is one thing that came out of someone's butt in an episode we watched recently, yeah. where someone made a comment about it, and I was like, "Finally, someone else thinks this is weird." But they're like, what "Oh, ch- how do I overcome no, no. this challenge? It's not why are there are a bunch of playing cards trapped in an ass." No, that's what she said. Yeah, but she doesn't be no, like, this is ridiculous. She's like, oh man, i gotta, I got to overcome no, this. No. There's a fight here. No, no. So the first, when when they're first about to start battle, mm-hmm. she pulls a Joker card out of her butt. And I'm like, wait, where did that come from? Where was that previously hiding? Thank What's fuck that isn't a thing when, from Suicide Squad. When she gets knocked out yeah, and is finally like the out. loser thing, the, it's like a, I don't even know how to explain it, but like when you... Um, when you shuffle cards. Yeah, and they like... Fly everywhere, and one of the characters just looks down and goes, "I wonder where they were," and then moves on. And I'm like, "Well, at least I'm glad that you're referencing. That's a weird thing." Um, yeah, the it literally roars, like I said, mm-hmm. which tangents well into the sound design of the show. It's weird. Holy shit! It makes some really good noises, like the but sonic it also makes booms some really and bad like, noises. the thundering, like. Some women sound like a full-on sword hitting another sword. Yeah. It's re- uh, all the fighting sounds, I think, are really great. Nipples have really fun noises. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, they either make the stereotypical noise of a balloon, or if you twist them, the sound of, like, a industrial drill. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of room in between there. Like, it could vary. But then you have sounds like the bell. That is yeah, at the beginning and the end like of the, the, the ground, and it's the worst noise ever. I think it's charming how crap the bell is, though. I think I think one of the noises that stays with me the entire way through the series was um, one of the first times a girl uses her like full on attack, and it makes like this. It's bone cracking. That's oh. that's the only way to explain the noise. It is a bone. Breaking. Yeah, Kawaii does a does a move that literally sounds like a neck snap, and it shows the the random generic character in the tryouts just drop face down to the water, and you don't see a lifeguard or nothing. So best of luck to her, I guess. No, but it's like, 
Oh no, no, you're right. It is literally like a neck snap sound effect in Crank or something. It's enough that we like both looked at each other and was like, "Oh shit, I feel sick." Mm. Like that noise has been trained into me that that is something is bad. Somebody needs to go to hospital. Someone is dead. Like which fits. It was. It was so like. Because normally, like, you can tell and be like, oh, it's a celery crack or something like that. This was a bone breaking. The bone break in this is more realistic than any bone crack in the entire Arkham game trailer. Like, yeah! <laughs> yeah! It was terrible. It's really bad. It's really good, though. And they just play it off. Like, oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, um, that's, that's something about it. It's a Sharingan series, but it's so bombastic about it. Mm. Like, it's super colourful and dumb and vibrant and fast-paced. It's, it's like a pseudo-parody of itself, and it's great. Um, the girls play it super straight, like, the whole time. Everyone plays it super straight. It's a legit sm- sport as far as they're concerned. And I think that's what adds a lot to your um, empowerment in the show. Like, they're never treated like objects. They're, it's never goofy. It's like a full-on well, professional even, thing. It's no different to, a, like, horse racing or something. Yeah, and even when, like... They try, like, if a character tries to throw out, like, something that should, like, remove that, everyone really politely shuts them down. Like, a character will make a comment of, you know, oh, I'm doing this because then I might get a boyfriend or something like that. And they're like, what are you talking about? You don't need a boy. Like, stop that. We're here to win. Like, we're, we're not worried about that. But, but, like, it's such a, like, don't make that the reason that you're doing this. Like, we're doing it for the love of this sport. And it's very, like, I don't know how much you've been around professional sport, but... Never. Well, so I have. Um, I've had family that have trained with, like, the Australian sports teams in gymnastics, actually. Um, this is probably more serious than what I've seen from the Australian team. Like, it's very... There's no one there that isn't impressed by what these girls can do. Yeah. And it's very much, like... It is, it is basically gymnastics or, you know... It is. It's gymnastics because they're wearing swimsuits, which is kind of similar to a leotard. But um, it's, it's very... You know, the fighting style comes second. Yeah. And it's not, like, unless someone told you, like, if you went and explained it to someone and you were like, oh, it's these girls, like, battling it out on flotation device on top of, like, these huge deep pools, you would be like, oh, yeah, that's they're pretty serious content. It's only when you sit there and be like, oh, yeah, they fight with their boobs and their butts, that you would be like, mm, hang on a second. Which is hard to ignore. Like, we watched the trailer. Like, as, like after we finished the show, it's hard not for it to look like that because that's most of the visuals. Yeah. But, like, if you were it was just never explaining... never played that way in the show. No. And it's not like... They could have very easily, like, fan-serviced it or, like... There's so many opportunities for them to make it 
cheap. Well, yeah, you're going thinking it's nothing but it. fan service, but by the end of like an episode, you're like, you can do it, Rosalie, I believe in you. Yeah, it, you it's super you, caught up you honestly great. believe it to be a full-on sport. Yeah, it's great. Um, and like I said, it's not about like they don't make it about the fighting, they don't make it about the rivalry, they don't make it about any of that. It's literally about hey, we can do these really impressive things and we can support each other while we do it. Mm. No matter what team we're on, no matter what, you know, if we're different, if we're the same, if we're... And it's like each girl is celebrated for her uniqueness and her individuality. Mm. There's women that look like Dolph Lundgren. They're they're like full 12-pack monsters and... And, you know, giant sumo wrestler women. But no one's treated that way. Nozomi's rude to her teacher because she's a little little dumpy. Yeah. But she still commands respect and no one's, like, given shit for their, how they look. And it's, like, it is a school setting. Like, these girls are supposed to be, like, in a training regime, learning how to do their stuff. And, like... The teachers command respect, but they also give it. Yeah. And it's not just like a, you will respect me because I'm your elder. There's a really great scene, which is probably what got me, like, because Toby had been talking about it and was like, come on, we'll watch it. It's fun. Watch it. It's it's good. I swear. It's not as shit as it sounds. Because um, it does. I hope this episode kind of, like, puts at least one person onto the show. Well, there's a, there's a scene where... They're in a training room and they're doing like a theory lesson and the teacher's writing with chalk oh, on the board. Yeah. And one of the girls is like, I don't even remember what she's daydreaming about. She's watching about, one of the other just... classes outside training and wishing she wasn't doing theory. Yeah. <laughs> and the teacher throws this piece of chalk up in the air and as it's coming back down, she uses her butt to literally slingshot it across the room, smack this kid in the head so that she lands on her ass and is like, I'm teaching you this because it's helpful. Like, you are wasting both our times. Do what, you know, like... And I think it's just nice to be, like... They could have been... They could have run even that scene completely different and been like, you know, I'm your teacher, you should respect me, and blah, blah, blah. It was like, no, I know what I'm talking about and I'm teaching you this stuff because this is what's going to win it for you. Yeah. Um, now, the question is, would you look into the manga? Okay. I, I know last episode, mm-hmm. I said, no, I wouldn't look into Spider-Man. I might actually read this. Great. Um, finding it in English legally is not yet a possibility. Yeah, that's the one thing that holds me back. That sucks. <laughs> and knowing how fleshed out it is, like, I could really take, like, proper time to get into the characters and story without crushing it into about 300 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. we mentioned it um, in the final episode, you see our girls finishing their school and, like, going into professional kaiju fighting. Yeah. And it just goes, cameo, 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 cameo. It drops, like, two dozen characters that you'll never hear speak and are all integral to the story. However, I do like the cameo of a boob. I don't think that was a cameo. I think that was just weird artwork <laughs> of a tit mascot. It was pretty great. Yeah. 
I'm, Celebrate your boobies, women. Like, we might have to try and just... We might just have to buy it and then just hold the Google Translate app over the book as we read it like a magnifying glass. Okay, well, we just worked out what we're doing in January. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who play it, you know when they hold the blue light over like the secret message. Yeah. That's us with our with our issues of kaiju. For, the, um, for those of you playing at home, we're planning to go to Japan in January. I don't know if it's like a legal thing or not, but I can quote unquote allegedly quote unquote say that quote unquote rock uh, manga rock quote unquote has it <laughs> quote unquote. Which is where I found um, the dude in his sick leopard pr- print pants. I'm like, yeah, man, you get it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Um, over the course of the series, we see Nozomi get into the school, mm-hmm. climb its ranks, mm-hmm. get into the top class, and eventually the school's best fighters do battle with the richer, better school. That's right, it speaks an underdog sports movie right in there at the end when you weren't looking. But it does that the whole way through. I know, but it just throws a little extra on in there. It's like, oh, they're the underdogs. They get into the top of the class. Oh, but there's a bigger, richer, better school. So now we're the underdogs again. Yeah, it's it's a double underdog story. Yeah, they just they put a little sneaky extra one in there right at the end. I thought that was fun. They, they mighty ducks it real intensely. Oh yeah, um, the first season ends with our wonderful girls defeating those bastards at Saruga Training School, and our girls leave school to embark on their professional journeys in the sport of kaiju. Um, Kyra, I bet you're excited to uh, see the next season. Oh, so excited! Mm. I, it was it was really great. I feel like it was really strong. There's lots of manga that they can pull from. Yep. Really good, both sub and dub. So, that, yeah, well, the Japanese one has a lot of stuff about, like, all the girls' accents being different at the start, which forces them to try harder to communicate. Mm. Like, they, they talk about it a little bit in episode two. It's very regional. Yeah. and But in the English, you also get to hear them passionately screaming, like, butt cannon and pelvis guillotine and... You know, all the all it's it's fucking fun to hear. It is, but I don't understand it in Japanese. I have to read subtitles, which doesn't have that same like pop to it. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, so there's some big rumors around the show's ending. Uh, the show was rumored to have only sold seven hundred copies in its first release. Oh, oh yeah. That's not a fucking big number. That's bad. Um, and around the time, uh, like the same time as that its release, uh, the manga was rushed to an abrupt ending and promptly cancelled too. Yeah. Mm. From what I can tell from like interviews and shit, um, it didn't sell as bad as people think. Um, suffering a bit because at this point, everyone uses streaming services now. Yeah. Which is a lot of the reason why it sold real bad. Yeah. Because it's on Funimation, it's on Crunchyroll. It aired in Japan, presumably. It didn't air in the whole like the whole country but it aired in pieces yeah um like no no one's buying a DVD anymore I know we have like three copies of it no well but that's more of a thing about me and my problems the thing is you can now pay 20 bucks thereabouts Crunchyroll is like 6 bucks but that's what I'm saying you can spend 20 bucks you can get a disc of a show you can spend six bucks and you can get every disc of every show. Forever. Like, why Why it doesn't make sense logically anymore to have... And no one has the room for DVDs. Yeah. No one... And, like, they were sold as a, hey, you get rid of those bulky VHSs, but now you have bulky DVD drawers. Yeah. Like... 
So it's like it suffered a bit from sales, but you can't really blame it for that. Um, meanwhile, the manga creator, um, Daichi Soriyomi, had creative differences with the editor of the magazine that was publishing it. Ah. Um, so it was cancelled. It wasn't cancelled due to how bad the show is. The, the show's, show's good. The show's fine. It was very hard to advertise. And it wasn't aired in a large area of Japan and, like, because they couldn't get sponsors. And, you know, at first glance, people were like, uh, no. The thing that annoys me in, in both, like, this story and mm-hmm. a lot of, like, American shows, I, I hate that they judge if a show is good based on its sales. Or based on its viewing. I, I don't mind like, there because s- it gives us the something I love, which is cult film, which wouldn't happen if things that were generally good were always top tier. But at the same time, it does suck that they don't get the recognition that they like that they deserve. Yeah. Meanwhile, Disney can pump out remakes of movies they did less than ten years ago. Look, that's <laughs> another discussion for another day. It sure is. One that won't take part while I can't bash you. Okay. Um, out of all the dumb shows that I love dearly getting cancelled right off the bat, this might have the most chance of getting continued. Yeah. I don't know a lot about Zombieland Saga and how that went. But compared to Panty vs. Stocking, compared to High School of the Dead, compared to Clone Fucking High... Yeah. This isn't a completely closed door yet. And I hope it keeps going. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, and that pretty much tangents well into the homework question there. So, um, Kaya, do you have any final thoughts before we move on? Watch it. Yeah. I, I, lit- I literally can't say more than that. Because, and like, the more that I say about it is going to cheapen it. It's a damn good show. Yeah. Particularly if you are it's well-written, a it's young beautiful, female. it's for some reason empowering as fuck for what it is. That's, I, I honestly think women would enjoy this show more than men. Like, you clearly you enjoy it because it's kind of dumb, but... I appreciate like, dumb and, things you and that I took, turn out to have massive amounts of depth that I can play in. You and this I took to very different team. meanings away from it. Yeah. And, like, even you, before I, like, brought up the fact that I think it's super empowering, you were like, these women are pretty, like, special. Yeah, you can you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah, it almost makes you patriotic. Like when you hear that shitty bell, you go ding ding. You just want to like take off your hat and stand mm. with pride. Mm. Um. So the homework is: what show candidate season one would do you think most deserves a bit more, or what would you personally like to see continue? Okay. Well, I feel like to to keep the nerds on board. There is only one show that can be mentioned. Personally, this is not my show. It's not Beware the Batman, is is it? This is the nerd's show. Firefly. That is the answer most people would definitely go for, yes. Look, I just, I had to throw it out there. Have you ever watched it? I have. Yeah? I feel like it's up your alley, it's just weed and it's sort of your jam. It's a little bit sci-fi for me. See, I struggle with space as well. It's got a really great story. There's some really great lines. There's really great acting. All of that. It's a little Spacey. more sci-fi than I'd fi. If they completely redone it, just 
With cowboys? Yeah, we'd probably be all over that shit. Uh, no, uh, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to revisit it now. Because I'm finding going back, I'm watching a lot of shows from, like, that era and from that, like, thing. That style are hitting Are hitting me very differently now. Yeah. Like, I was never really interested in Buffy when it came out. Because I was just too young for it. Whereas now, I really enjoy it. Like, Charmed, I watched it, but it wasn't like a... Like, if I missed an episode, I wasn't bothered in catching up. Whereas now I've gone back and seen it, and I'm like, ah, this is fun. yeah. So I think if I went back and watched it now, I might come away with a different... Like, it might sit better with me. But I feel like that's the token nerd answer. Yeah. Okay, now into my actual answers. Do you have one? Um... I, a lot of my shows are, are blown up at season one. The only one that really came back for some reason is Danger 5, of all things. Mm, that seems like an injustice by your standards. I'd love to see another season of Clone High. I really would. That was one of my guesstimations. It's, it's like, all the people that worked on it um, went on to do amazing things. The creative team did Scrubs while the other half of the creative team did every Lego movie you've loved Cloudy with a Chance to Make Balls and 22 Jump Street for some reason not the first one but the second one they're just amazing writers and they've gotten so good even the like the cast has gone on to do great things like Will Forte is a fucking force at this point imagine if they went back to this quiet little thing with the talent and experience they have now and the animation style. I think the animation is just... It's a little rough. I don't care. It's charming, it's, though. Yeah, it's, but you have to remember this is coming from me who wanted to be an animator at one point in my life. I know, but it's punk rock the way it's kind of bad. I, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. I don't want it to be CGI. I don't want it to be CGI. No, I, don't want- I don't want that. I just... Maybe... Maybe it's just that we have really shitty copy. And you could come back to it Like, we have that one point. episode that dies. Hmm. It's hard to get a copy of it in a country that never aired it, of a show that no one remembers from a channel that doesn't really exist anymore. But uh, for all those who know what I'm talking about, it ends with um, Professor Scudsworth freezing everyone and walking away being like, I can come back to this later. Mm. It's literally the perfect, I can pick this up where I left it ending. Mm. Maybe they're just maybe they're just fundraising. Look, you can't really. I don't know what the literally, fuck they literally would do. fundraising. Mm. Like I don't know how you would bring back Penny Stocking with the way they ended it, but this is like this is just mm. mwah, it's perf it's perfection. It, it's literally made to reboot later. Mm. Oh, I love all of it. That whole show is amazing. I'm I'm going to. I don't even think you would guess. The shows that I have picked. Because I, I, I came up with a few... I came up with three predictions of where you were going to go. Mm-hmm. And what, what Clone High was one of mine. Clone High, obviously. Constantine. Hmm. I think... I think that still might happen. Like, um... I can't think of his name. 
Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has he's continued the character. He's been the only person that touched the character since the show. He's done every animated movie. He did the animated series on CWC. I think he even did the fucking Lego stuff. So he's still very in it, and he still has a massive fan base. It's not as dead in the water as say an Agent Carter is. Yeah, but that got two seasons, so it doesn't count. But it's it's got that same sort of like, why did you cancel it? It's one of the only good ones you got, kind of feels. Yeah. But um, my my other one, of course, was Blood Drive. Because I know your feelings about that show. It ended cliffhangery. I still haven't seen the ending. I'm still angry. I I, I hit that point where I was like, oh, oh, this is going to end soon. Oh, I need to stop watching this. I I went through that phase too. Like, you find out that a show is cancelled at the end of this season and you see the fans be like, oh, it's a cliffhanger and you're kind of like, if I keep going, it'll end. I have to stay here in purgatory where it's safe. Yeah, so I'm at that point where it hasn't ended for me yet. That's good. You've You've missed a really good episode. So am I am I on board with your three? Yeah, very good picks. Panty stocking would be the other one. Of the, of that, those would be my See, ones. I don't want panty stocking to go on. I could watch it because <laughs> yeah, but it ended like it was a really nice wrap up. The final. Like, I I would really worry good. about them continuing it and just destroying it. Like I'm happy with where it is. I can't argue that the final story arc is really good. Um, hey, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, go in our back catalogue, because we've already covered Benny and Stalking with Gardevoir, and it's, like, fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay, do you, do you want to make a guess for... I have two. You said I wouldn't get it. No. There's a I don't lot even of, think you know... There's a lot of Disney things. Channel shows no. that I don't know. Neither of these are Disney Channel. Is it a Buffy-related show? Nope. I don't know them. That's got me stripped. There was a show in 2011 called Pan Am. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Isn't this the one that's like Mad Men but on planes? Yes. Yep. It's all set in the early 1960s. It's all about like uh, a group of stewardesses on commercial jets. It was just, it was really great story the character casting was great. Uh, it had one of your favourite people in it, um, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci? Mm. Hmm. It's also, like, an early Margot Robbie. No. It had... But, like, it was so well done. It's fine. I didn't hate her in 2011. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it was, like... They showed it here a couple of, like... You could catch it really late at night if you sat up. Mm-hmm. And that and then it was just gone. And it was really annoying. Um, the other one, which got so that one got 14 episodes. This one only got 13 episodes. But was amazing. Uh it came out in 2014 on the CW. Mm-hmm. Starcrossed. It was a futuristic sci-fi take. On um, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, it was really cool. It was like a teen romance. Um, there's this ship of aliens that crash land on 
um, Earth. And this little girl ends up, like, saving one of the... Because they're all, like, humanoid, but they've got these weird tattoos all over their body. She finds him and she saves him. And then the government finds out and they've gone and they've collected all these aliens and put them into, like, a ghetto. Um, And then the story actually picks up with... They're trying to see if they can integrate a small group of the teen aliens into a normal school. Sounds like a weird, like, Buffy high school-esque version of District 9. Kind of. Weird. But it was all about, like, this girl ends up remembering that this is the guy that she saved when the ship first landed. Um, And, like, they have this... They're trying to, like, look out for each other and protect each other from, like, all this weird crap that's happening. Um, and, you know, so it's kind of got that, the whole Romeo and Juliet forbidden love. His parents tell him, you know, you have to marry an alien girl. And her parents are like, you should probably not go near him because the rest of society don't think he's a cool guy. And I don't know, it was just, it was a really interesting and different premise. Um, and it was a really great show to the point it won awards. Hmm. And yet it was it was still cancelled. Did it have like an ending or was it like a half yeah. kind of like, hey, get ready for the next season? It ends, but they could very easily keep going. Like, it, it ends, but it doesn't, like, end end. Yeah. But I don't think it's ever going to go again. I'm sure, I'm sure it's too late now. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, so yeah. That, those are my two. Those are some good picks. Um, before we go out, I'd like to drop a little fact in here. Uh, people are attempting the sport of kaiju in Portuguese now. Portugal. Portugal. Portuguese is the language. I know, but the channel's called, like, Kaiju Portuguese. <laughs> this is sort of where I went with it. Um, okay. Are they very good at it? No, not yet. Do they wear swimming caps? Yeah, you betcha. Um, but I like to think it grows into something from here. Mm-mm. You know, the more roller derby style sports around, the better. It's just, like, the water level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and honestly, a fighting game with heaps of customization would be fucking dope for this game, for this series as well. Um, yeah, I agree. They should make the uh, theme, the intro shorter, but I think that about every fucking anime we watch. Yeah, it's fine. On that note, I've been Toby DePolo, and this has been Kai Steen. Yeah, I'm here. And this has been Kai Joe, with eight exclamation points. Give it a try. There's never any harm in trying some new geeky thing. It's all art, baby. And and comment and tell us about it. Yeah, rate, review, and all that fun stuff asked of you by every podcast that doesn't demand you sign up to their Patreon instead. Um, I mean, you can sign up to our Patreon too, but we don't have one. If you're so signing up to our Patreon, it's a scam, don't do it. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. Class dismissed.